Hey there, sister friend. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you have been a listener for two or three episodes now, and we've been hanging out right up in here any number of weeks or perhaps even months, girl, have you left a written review for this podcast yet? This is something that truly lights my heart up. Every time I see your comments and what you guys think of this show and your favorite episodes and which ones have inspired you or supported you on your journey or perhaps even changed your heart or helped you reframe a situation in some way in your life, then I'm going to ask a huge favor of you right now. If you have not done so yet, will you please press pause on this episode and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the Apple podcast app and leave a quick review of this show and how it's impacted you. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to do me one more favor, take a screenshot of this episode and post up in your stories on Instagram or even share it on Facebook. Sister, this is the best and only way that I know that this show is touching your heart. And let's be real. It's what keeps me going and keeps me excited about showing up for you week after week after week. I know that we're all busy, but if you can do this for me, that will bless me more than you know. I can't thank you enough. All right, now let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister. Welcome to the Shine with Franny show. I'm Franny and I'm on a mission to help you become stronger, healthier, and more confident using God's word so you can live fully, freely, and fearlessly. I'm committed to bringing you edutaining stories, which is my way of saying I'm going to make you laugh a little and learn a little something at the same time with the hope that you will be encouraged and strengthened to kung fu kick that darn devil right in the crotch and let him know his rightful place in your life. Girl, he is not the boss of you. So let's claim your freedom and walk in it. All right, sweet sister, you are in the right place if you're also under construction and you need a little extra Jesus and joy in your world every day. I believe that God has a special message for you today. It's about to get hot up in here, so let's go. Hey, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Brandy show. All right, now you guys know how important I think it is to take and reflect and journal and sit with the Lord on things. And so I want you to just start right now by asking yourself this question. So if you're driving, you don't need to write it down or reflect, but come back to this because I want you to consider the first time where you ever felt abandoned or rejected. So I want you to go ahead and sit with that for a second there. So go ahead and like scroll back in your little Rolodex. For those of you who are millennials, you have no clue what a Rolodex is. But scroll back in your mind. And I want you to think back to the first time that you can actually recall. For some of us, it might be as a little child. Maybe we were, you know, picked up from dance class late or from school. Or maybe we felt rejected when we were not picked for the kickball team or for the softball team. Or maybe the last one picked or just not even picked at all. And in fact, maybe we were even rejected like I was in ninth grade by Coach Art Hignotti. Uh, Shout out to him. Thank you very much. Didn't have a uniform big enough to fit me. So he pulled me aside and said, we don't have a uniform big enough to fit you. So that's a whole other story. But obviously you can see that 30 years later, I still have some pain wrapped around that. Now I want you to fast forward and I want you to think about the most recent time where you perhaps felt abandoned or rejected. For some of us, that might be far too recent, right? It might not be back to our high school days of prom or homecoming or Sadie Hawkins Day dance, if you know what that is. For some of us, it might be a recent divorce. For others of us, it might be an adultery situation. For others of us, it might be not getting that job that you wanted and maybe somebody else got the promotion and you felt rejected from that. And maybe then that caused some hurt, anger, resentment, betrayal. This is exactly what the enemy does, sister friend to an orphan. An orphan spirit is rooted in, an orphan heart is rooted in the feelings of abandonment and rebellion. 
So today we're going to start and kind of skim the surface of the abandonment component because that is something that even if you grew up in a very good family home, you heard me mention the last one, if you listened, you know, even if you grew up like in, you know, Cliff and Claire Huxtable's house, you may have very well felt abandoned or rejected. Now, not necessarily from your parents, but from the world, from society, from friend groups, from, you know, a partner or spouse, there are so many different ways in which we have these experiences and that they then can cause, now I say can cause because they don't have to, but they can cause us to literally like brick upon brick, create a wall and build this wall that eventually and essentially builds a stronghold. And that oftentimes then leads to feelings of neglect, neglection, excuse me, rejection, isolation, victimization, abuse, we oftentimes will take and internalize these experiences and then we then move forward in very similar situations in reoccurring patterns in relationships because of this abandonment that we feel. This is exactly what the enemy wants to do is he studies us. He learns us. He learns the place in the space inside of our little hearts and he gets in there and he wounds it and he scars it and he keeps on coming back. And just like a scab, sorry for the visual here on this, but just like a scab, if you keep going back and picking back at it, guess what? It does not heal right. And the enemy oftentimes will do that over and over and over again. And even when we think it's healed, which we're going to get to this in a future episode, even when we think it's healed, we'll come back and we'll find that, that scar tissue, mm-hmm, there, there's still some hurt and pain around that, even though it may be scarred up and it has been years. The enemy wants to study us. And we know this, y'all, that this all comes down to our identity, that the heart of the orphan is rooted in abandonment and rebellion, but ultimately that is rooted in our identity. When you don't know whose you are, when you don't believe that God is the father, that you sit on the air and you are this, you sit on the throne with the air as the son and that you have received the Holy Spirit and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is upon you. When we don't know our identity, then we can allow those feelings of shame, hurt, betrayal, rejection, fear, isolation, neglect, all of those then can build up that stronghold that we just talked about a second ago. So sweet sister friend, I want you today to really sit and I want you to think about this in terms of from that very first place to the most recent place. Can you look and can you kind of connect the dots here today and see other places where maybe the enemy has come and tormented you in this one particular area where you may have had reoccurring patterns because that's what the enemy does. He is not, he's sly, but he is not smart enough because he knows that the devil, excuse me, he knows that God is going to be coming after him and that he has no power compared to what our God has. And so he will try to just dress up the exact same wound and make it look different. He will try to fill that void with something different and disguise it as something different. We know that he is the author of confusion. We know that he is the creator of lies. He is all full of deception. There's so many words about Satan, the enemy, you know, you can look back in the, in the Bible, there's so many different other words that, you know, even Pharaoh oftentimes is kind of associated with that in the old Testament. And so as we think about how the enemy really likes to find that place of our weakness and then just tease and agitate and torment the hell out of it. And that's exactly what he does. And then that goes with us into our, you know, later in our childhood, into our teens, into our adulthood. And then we have this huge wall build up around us. And now all of a sudden we're 40 something going, oh my gosh, this hurts. 
And God says, you know what? I want to circumcise your heart a little bit. Now, if we think about the story of Joshua, right? The story of Joshua, he was told, they were told in uh, Moses, they were told to go ahead and they were told to circumcise the, the men of the day and they didn't do it. So guess what? Now all of a sudden Joshua <laughs> was trying to circumcise this remnant of 40 plus year old men. Well, let's just say grown men, but how much better would it have been to have been a baby And that's the exact same thing that happens with us as adults, sister friend, when we allow this stronghold to manifest and to grow and mature with us, and we don't go to the root of it and we don't take it out, then that's how the enemy continues to torment us and tease us and annoy us and hurt us. Man alive, does he ever hurt us? So for me, you've heard me share a little bit about perhaps sozo healing And that was something that I did over a year ago um, with a wonderful person. I'm happy to share her information with you. But she allowed me to go into the place where I was first wounded. And I then started studying it because I was like, how can this possibly be that it was in utero? And so you may have heard the story that I've shared before that when my mother and my father, they were married for several years before they conceived. My mother had told my father she was on birth control. My dad didn't want me. So I kind of came into this really toxic environment. And after I had that revelation with Claire, with working with Claire, I started studying like, okay, well, what happens? Having never been pregnant myself, I was like, okay, well, what was happening at the time? And it's giving me such empathy for my own mother and y'all, well, that's a whole other story. I won't get into like the forgiveness of, you know, the wounds of our childhood and things like that through our parents. We will come into that in another episode, but. I started thinking, okay, if my mom was dealing with that, oh my gosh, how on earth was she even like, my, I have an older brother, you know, 16 months older than me. I'm like, how was she even tending to his needs when she was dealing with all the own, her own crap with my father? And so what I learned was that my mother was stressed, right? Just like any mother who might be stressed, maybe there's worry or there's bankruptcy or maybe a job loss or maybe an abusive situation, very similar to my mom's. So the stress on the mom's body causes her own body to go into reaction mode. And as a result, you know, of course we know that the cortisone, cortisol levels, excuse me, kick up and her body shuts down the source and the blood supply of oxygen to the baby. Now, not completely, of course, but it shuts it down enough to be able to provide it for the mother because the mother is the host. And so it's trying to go into that triage for her. So at that very moment, my mom was protecting her own self. And in utero, I started having feelings of abandonment from that very early age. I know it sounds crazy and I'm not blaming anyone. By no means am I blaming anyone. This is physiologically what happens. But guess what? That's also what the enemy does. And then when I, you know, once I was delivered and my dad didn't come to the hospital and he refused to be a part of the naming and all the other things, the enemy just continued to pray, P-R-E-Y, and continue to tap into that my entire childhood. I didn't want you. Nobody wanted you. Why? I already came into the world with the spirit of abandonment, with that orphan spirit, with the feeling of lack. And we're going to dive into that in a future episode as well, because that feeling of lack, if I didn't have enough oxygen, I was already striving for just breath of air. And so the enemy continues to play on that and prey on that. And because I didn't feel connected even to my mom, then guess what? It was really hard for me to feel connected to God. And that's exactly what we do when he wants us to start questioning, you know, when we are, when we have those moments of neglect or rejection, and then we start asking, you know, well, 
well, why doesn't anyone love me? And why did they leave me? And why is this happening? And I can't believe I didn't get picked or I can't believe that she got the job over I did, you know, over me. And I'm not, you know, you, we hide in shame. We feel that fear of what people would find out if. And so that's exactly what the enemy wants. Because when we have those feelings, we don't feel connected to God. And then therefore we start to question God. Think about Genesis 3 when Eve was in the um, garden and Satan came to her and he's like, did God really say you shouldn't eat from that tree? He starts questioning. That's exactly what we do. And we start questioning God's goodness and his power and his presence in our lives. And we start either throwing up our fists in the air. Perhaps this is just me. I shouldn't speak for you. But we say, God, where are you? Do you even hear me anymore? Do my prayers even matter? Is this all for nothing? Why is this happening to me? And maybe that's all too personal, y'all, because I've had all of those questions in the last month. (laughs) And God is like, do you know who you are? Do you know whose you are? And then that's when the renewing of the mind happens. That's when Romans 12, 1 and 2 kicks in. And I have to go, I am a child of the most high God. I am created for such a time as this. You do have future and hope for me, Father God. So you may have heard the expression before that the devil knows you by your name, but he calls you by your sin and that God knows you by your sin, but he calls you by your name. That is all rooted in our identity, sister friend. And this is all also rooted in that fear. That sin is based out of fear. So when we start feeling detached or neglected or rejected or abandoned or condemned or ashamed or abused, we're going to the place of, of complete separation from the Lord. We are not recognizing our identity. We are not saying, but you are my God, but you are my father, but I sit with the son, but the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Rather, we're choosing to question God's goodness. We are choosing to allow ourselves to be defined and called by that sin that the enemy calls us versus allowing God to say, you know what? That's something you did, but that's not who you are. I have chosen you. I have anointed you. I have appointed you. So as we consider this idea of abandonment and you go back to the place where you first felt rejected or abandoned, and then you fast forward to the time where you felt rejected or abandoned, what I want you to do today, sister friend, with your pen and paper during your quiet time with the Lord is I want you to go and I want you to journal and I want you to really start connecting some of the dots because more than likely you're going to be able to find patterns And you're going to be able to see where the enemy is completely popped up like a little whack-a-mole and reared his ugly head and allowed you to feel these feels. Now we know that we don't live by our feelings, right? Unless they're the good feelings of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. If you didn't hear that, hop back on over to the uh, episode where we talk about it's okay to live by your emotions when you're living by the right emotions. However, If you're living by the feelings of, you know, rejection and shame and fear and, you know, isolation, then we need to go and really, really need to start saying, okay, Lord, where are you in those moments? And what is the truth? And where do we find the truth? The number one place that God speaks to us is through his word. And we need to go and we we need to replace that with scripture. So I might just go ahead and offer, if you don't mind, take a few little notes here with some scripture, two quick little scripture verses, and I'm sure you've heard them before. But we have to recognize that God, he is not a God of abandonment. Y'all, we are designed for connectivity. We are are designed for relationship. We are designed for communion. And I love how now once um, a baby is born, they simply take it and they place it right on top of the mother's chest. 
She needs to feel connected. He or she needs to feel connected to the mother. And God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you in Deuteronomy 31.6. Because he will never leave us. He will never abandon us. So when the enemy says, oh yeah, your, your ex-husband, he didn't love you. Your ex-husband, he left you. You were no good. You need to go back and be like, uh-uh. Deuteronomy 31.6 says otherwise. That is the promise that I'm standing upon. And when you feel like you have been rejected or neglected and you feel like maybe you're isolated, you need to go back and you need to remind yourself of Isaiah 43.1. I have called you by name and you are mine. So for me, when I was doing this healing, the one scripture that I went to actually to, to find out, okay, yes. So I was conceived in a lie, right? And during a lot of other crazy stuff going on in my mom and my dad's life at the time in their marriage. And I actually went to Psalm 51 because David reminds us that he himself was born in guilt and sin. And it says, my mother conceived me in sin. And so I went back there and I was like, okay, that is true. And that is a promise. You know, that is, that, that is scripturally based. But then God came in and God said, nope, I'm going to go back to exactly what I just shared with you. This is the anchor verse that I've allowed myself to be healed of the abandonment issue and of that orphan spirit and of that orphan heart. And I've allowed God to come in and repair. If you will do that little open heart surgery that only he can do. Sister friend, we try to fill it with so many other things that we try to fill those voids with lots of different vices. Man alive, have I done that over the years. But Isaiah 43, one says, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. So going back to that quote that I mentioned a few seconds ago, that God knows you by your sin, but he calls you by your name. If you have not done your name study, and again, that's another Shine With Franny episode. I really need to make sure I link these all in the show notes here. But make sure you go back. Look up what your name means. Your name is on point. Your name has a reason. There might be an Aramaic or Hebrew or perhaps a Nordic connection to your name. I don't know, but there is a reason for your name and God calls you that. And more often than not, he has a lot of other names for you in the Bible. I mentioned a few here a few seconds ago, anointed, appointed, chosen, beloved, my darling. Go into the Song of Solomon. Man alive, is he going to love up on you in the Song of Solomon? So allow yourself to be renewed in your new identity of who God has called you to be. Not in the person who may have been neglected or rejected or left there on the sidelines or passed up for the job or left from your husband to go after his, you know, 20-year-old girlfriend. I don't know what your story is, right, sister friend? I don't want to pretend. I'm not demeaning that. I'm not trying to make light of that by any means. But I'm simply allowing you today the opportunity to go in, invite God into that place and allow him, just like you perhaps have built up brick by brick, that stronghold and that wall around your heart because of those instances and those, you know, circumstantial, um, evidence, if you will, that you might be like, well, this was justified. I did feel rejected when, or I was, you know, I was abandoned then. Absolutely. You very well may have been, maybe some of you are adopted who are listening to this right now. Absolutely. I'm not negating that. But what I want you to know that if you're here and you're breathing, God's got a plan for you, sister friend. You need to go into the word and recognize that you are his, your identity comes from him. You are not an abandoned child of God. It tells us also, I believe it's first Peter. Don't quote me on this scripture address here, but it says that we are a royal priesthood. So when we think of a priest, we think of someone who has a ministry. We think of someone who has an anointing. Absolutely. You do. No matter if you are a stay at home mom, or if you work at a hospital, or if you work, you know, at the Supreme court, you have a ministry. 
no matter where you are, sister friend. So I pray that this starts, if you haven't done any of the whole, you know, the healing of this and diving into what it means to have an orphan heart and have that spirit of orphan, you know, the orphan spirit within you, I encourage you, I invite you to sit with the Lord, journal and reflect the first time, and then all the way to now, start putting down some of those ideas on paper. Then there was this time when, then there was this time when, all the times where you felt abandoned or rejected. And then I want you to go and I want you to replace that hurt with a truth. And that comes from finding it in God's word. And I would encourage you to do that today, says sweet sister friend. God is ready to do a wonderful thing. I know that the, I've already gotten emails from people about how the first episode of this was like, I didn't even realize this. And perhaps this awareness that I talked about, maybe you are the mother who was stressed. And maybe you are the mother who had this terrible situation where when you were pregnant, like I shared the story about my mom, maybe there are things that you can do for your own children to ensure that they don't carry that orphan spirit, that they do not have that broken orphan heart. If we can go ahead and help that next generation, especially to heal and to have the good health and wholeness that God, you know, gave us Jesus so that we, we can have, then sister friend, that is what we are here for. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Give God praise today. Okay. We're just going to end it with that. And I thank you so much. I pray that this blesses you. If so, share it with a friend, share it with me, share it on social, all the ways. Share your shine as well, sister friend, because you have a bright light and that is what God has gifted in you, to you, through you. And here's what's most important about that. It's for him. All right. So sweet sister, keep on shining until next time.